Welcome to the Y Cup Why Not Podcast. This is episode 32. We have your personally identifying information. I'm your host, Yossi Karp, and let's talk about technology, writing, gadgets, gizmos, and the stuff of life that makes it interesting. Before we begin, I'm putting together a podcast episode about firing people and being fired. If you have an interesting, funny, or even sad story about when you fired someone or when you were fired yourself, please let me know. And here's how. On Facebook Messenger, search for at Y-K-A-R-P-W-H-Y-N-O-T, that's at Y-K-A-R-P, why not, and send a voice message. Or you can record a voice message and send it either through Facebook Messenger or by email to WHYNOT at YKARP.com. That's why not at YKARP.com. If you're not comfortable reading it online yourself, or if you can't manage to send a recording to me, send an email to whynot at YKARP.com and I'll read it out for you. So, if you have any firing someone else story or being fired story, send it in. Please don't use other people's real names, or I won't be able to use it on air. Okay, on with the show! Let's play a little game. What would you prefer? Getting hacked and having confidential company information out there in the open? Your secret formula spilled out over the internet? Your expansion plans? Your blueprints for the next generation device you're working on? Or... Would you prefer getting hacked and having databases of customer information dumped on the darknet? Credit card numbers, passwords, social security numbers, phone numbers, and home addresses? Well, on one hand, losing your competitive advantage, company secrets, and plans for the future would certainly put the company in a precarious situation. How can you compete when everything that gives you an edge is exposed? your business would be doomed. On the other hand, the PR fallout from losing control of customer information is sure to kill your business. Who would ever trust you again? What person in their right minds would hand over their credit card number to a company that can't keep it safe? Your business would be doomed. In my mind, the answer to this conundrum is that losing customer information to hackers is the pinnacle of irresponsibility. Nobody wants their company secrets out in the open, but when your organization requests and stores customer personal data, you have the responsibility to protect that information or safely expunge it when it's no longer needed so that you maintain customer trust. A company can almost always recover from industrial espionage. But when the public puts their trust in you, and you don't live up to expectations, your business isn't worth squat. Sure, you might still recover, as some have in the past, but it will be a PR nightmare, and will send customers running in the other direction. Unless, of course, they're coming right at you with lawsuits. If you have a database of customer information and haven't put in place industry-standard security practices already, then you're a disaster just waiting to happen. If you have installed 
all the recommended security safeguards, you'd better make sure that they're configured according to security best practices, otherwise, guess what? You're a disaster just waiting to happen. The GDPR comes into force on the 25th of May 2018. Now, for those of you who don't know what that is, if you run a business that trades in the EU, you've got about 20 days to comply with the regulations, pay exorbitant fines for non-compliance, or find another market in which to peddle your wares, and good luck with that. The GDPR is the General Data Protection Regulation. In simple terms, it's an EU law that was passed in April 2016. It requires businesses and public sector agencies to properly manage and secure personally identifying information, according to the specifications set out in the law. What is considered personal data? Well, according to the EU, any information related to a natural person that can be used to directly or indirectly identify the person is called personal data. It can be anything from a name, a photo, an email address, bank details, posts on social networking websites, medical information, or even a computer's IP address. And even if you don't trade in the EU, it's a standard that you should probably look into complying with. Sooner or later your local laws will probably catch up with the GDPR and you'll have no choice. But more than that, your responsibility to your employees and customers requires you to put in place the necessary safeguards to protect their data. According to the EU regulations, you also have to notify the Data Protection Authority within 72 hours of discovering a data breach and you also have to notify affected individuals without undue delay. So no more Yahoo type situations where they allegedly knew of the data breaches for about two years before reporting it. This is a really good thing. The sooner customers know that it is possible that their personal information has been hacked, they could try and do something to mitigate their personal losses. Inform their credit card company, for example, or place a fraud alert on their credit ratings. They could close compromised financial accounts, change passwords, pins, and other login credentials, or even file a police report. This isn't to say that everyone who complies with the GDPR will be perfectly safe from hackers. No, not at all. But it's a reasonable place to start. If your company does get hacked, even if you did implement all of the data security technologies according to industry standards and best practices, it might make the PR disaster sting a little less, and you'll have a fighting chance defending yourself in court. What most people don't realize, especially those people not in the tech or the tech security industry, is that cyber attacks on small companies and corporations alike happen all the time. How often do you think Google fends off cyber attacks? Nobody really knows, but they probably are the subject of billions of port scans a day. That's when hackers try to get an idea of where to probe for weaknesses by scanning well-known port numbers. You could say that a company like Google would know what it's doing and will protect your personal data, but do they now? One day they're going to be breached. That's a prediction, not a threat. And it's going to be huge. 
All it takes are multiple points of failure on the inside and a smart hacker who knows how to detect and take advantage of them. From a consumer perspective, the whole idea of personal information security is almost too big to fathom. It's possible to almost completely remove any risk by never using the internet. That means no social media, no online banking, no online shopping, and no email. Most people couldn't do that. But even if you did, your bank still has all your personally identifying information on their computer systems, as does any company or organization that you do business with, even if you never open an internet browser. But still, every time you fill out an online form and enter personal information, you're putting yourself at risk. And it's not really enough to ask yourself if you trust the company to secure this information, because how do you know? Companies don't publicize their security protocols, they don't announce which security mechanisms they have in place, and just saying that this is a large company so they know what they're doing isn't a reasonable guess. Target, one of America's largest retailers, was hacked. Sony was hacked. Yahoo was hacked. eBay, JP Morgan Chase, Home Depot, and so on. So here are a few things you can do as a consumer to help protect your personally identifying information or, at least, reduce the risk of it getting into the wrong hands. Number one, use strong passwords. A password manager like LastPass or KeePass is crucial for this. Number two, choose carefully which information you put on your social media accounts. It's fun to get Facebook messages from friends on your birthday, but if your birthday is a security question on one of your other accounts and your birthday appears on Facebook, well, where's the security in that? Number three, monitor your bank accounts and credit cards closely. Many banks check for strange behavior and will alert customers, but it's far more effective if you do it yourself. The bank's algorithms might not detect even small purchases that you didn't make that could be a sign to you that someone has access to your money. Number four, check the URLs of sites you visit. Make sure that whenever you enter a password into an online form, that that online form is actually at the correct web address. If not, it could be a phishing site. For example, don't be fooled by www.facelook.shop.co. Don't go there, please don't go there. Number five, lock your smartphone and turn off Bluetooth when it isn't needed. Oh, and don't download dodgy apps, especially not from sites that aren't your phone's official app store. So as a final word, be careful out there. And now, one for your barbecue. One of the most annoying things about cooking food on the grill is that you have to constantly flip each and every piece of whatever it is you're cooking. This is a problem no more. 
I read about a great solution in dudeiwantthat.com that I flipped into my online Flipboard magazine, Everyone Needs One of These. It's Charcoal Companion's non-stick mesh grill bags. Place the meat or whatever you're cooking into the grill bag, place it on the grill and then flip it all over at once when you need to. The bags are heat safe to 600 degrees Fahrenheit, that's about 315.6 degrees Celsius, and are vented to facilitate air and smoke flow so you get the right kind of barbecue taste every time. Check out my online magazine Everyone Needs One of These for new, interesting and innovative products on Flipboard, a free app that you can download for your iPhone or Android device. Or you can go to www.ycarp.com magazine to flip through it on your desktop or laptop. Just a reminder, I'm putting together a podcast episode about firing people and being fired. If you have an interesting, funny, or even sad story about when you fired someone or when you were fired yourself, please send it in, and here's how. On Facebook Messenger, search for at Y-K-A-R-P-W-H-Y-N-O-T and send a voice message. Tap the microphone icon in a new message. Or you can record a voice message using whatever app you like and send it either through Facebook Messenger or by email to whynot at ykarp.com. That's whynot at ycarp.com. If you're not comfortable recording it, or if you can't manage to send a recording to me for whatever reason, send me an email to whynot at ykarp.com. That's whynot at ycarp.com. And I'll read it out for you. So, if you have any firing someone else story or being fired story, that you'd like to share, send it in, and I'll play it on the podcast. Please don't use real names, or I won't be able to use it on air. New episodes of this podcast are published every week. Subscribe to Why Carp Why Not on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Please rate and share. It helps people to find the podcast. For comments, feedback, for sponsorship opportunities, and to submit ideas, contact me at whynot at ykarp.com, that's whynot at ykarp.com, or find me on Facebook or Twitter. Intro and outro music by bensound.com and Arokia. You've been listening to Why Carp Why Not, I'm Yossi Carp, thanks for listening.